Hey, everybody, it's Kai. Thanks for listening to this brand new episode of the Corner Office Podcast. If you haven't already heard the episode I did with Ford CEO Jim Hackett, maybe go back and listen to that one now. Because what you need to know is the Jim Hackett debuted Ford's new all-electric Mustang SUV, the Mach-E, it's called, in Los Angeles right before the L.A. Auto Show. We thought it was a good time then to talk to the CEO of that show, Lisa Kaz. She met me down at the L.A. Convention Center. It was a day before the show opened to the public. There were some displays in the lobby area. But you don't really know you're at an auto show until you walk through the doors of the main exhibition hall. Welcome. So here she is, Lisa Kaz, the CEO of the LA Auto Show, showing me around. So this is the 2019 LA Auto Show. We are in our fourth day of Automobility LA. And tomorrow we open up to the public for the consumer event. What's the difference between Automobility and the consumer event? So Automobility LA is our media days and industry event. It's a four-day trade show where we've got uh, a conference with executives in all kinds of industries related to uh, the automobile space. And uh, and about 65 this year, product debuts or world wow. or North American new car debuts. This is, is going to sound stupid, but this is a lot of cars. It's a lot of cars. We've got about 1,000 cars here. We fill every square foot of space. All, all of them very shiny and buffed and uh, ready to go. All of them very shiny and buffed how, and ready to go. How, how do you decide, actually, what cars to put out? You probably don't decide, right? You let the makers decide? Right. They decide which cars, but these are the cars that are their newest, 2019s, 2020s, 2021s. Mm-hmm. So they're showing... Uh, both futuristic cars and cars that are available for sale now or soon to be. How did you come to be in this business? Well, it's sort of a family business. Uh, my grandfather was in the automotive, uh, the auto show world for about 60 years. He started in Chicago and then got involved with a number of other shows, Miami, Cleveland, uh, L.A., uh, Houston, and he brought me in uh, about a year out of college. My mother actually made me come work for him. She did? She did. What, what did you want to do? You were, a, you were a, like a computer science major, I was major, a computer right? science major, yeah. and uh, tech is my real passion. Uh, well, cars and tech now, I mean, it's like they're tech, converging. They have converged, and it's wonderful. Yeah, so it's it's really interesting now. As we see that convergence, it uh, it gets more and more interesting yeah. every day. Anyway, your mom makes you come to work in this field, and, and here you are however many years later? It's 32. The, the family business, as the it were. The family business, exactly. Um, so these are interesting times for car makers, right? There are a lot of challenges. There's the electrics, there's the tech we talked about, there's just sales overall, uh, and figuring out what Americans and global consumers want to buy. How's the, the auto show business? I mean, because I'm thinking, I can think of L.A. and Detroit, right, in this country. Who, who else are you competing against? Well, we're all our own markets. Uh, there's a number of big shows. So certainly L.A., Detroit, New York, Chicago are the four big shows here in the U.S. Um, 
but we all have different markets. LA is really unique in that it's the car culture capital, the entertainment capital. We're number one with the electric vehicle, mm-hmm. uh, the environment, luxury, design studios. So we're really <laughs> a unique market. You know, it's interesting uh, that you mentioned electric, and it's also interesting that there's this big giant Ford thing smack in the middle. So they've got the prime space. Because we had Jim Hackett from Ford on the other day about the new Mustang, the electric Mustang. Um, And he chose to come here, not literally in his backyard. In fact, let's walk to the Mustang, shall we? Because I'm sure it's here somewhere. Um, What do you make of that? Did he call you one day and say, hey, Lisa, we're coming to you? You know, we were pleasantly (laughs) surprised to have the the Mustang. It is such a beautiful car, and it really represents all of the changes that are taking place in this industry. I mean, you've got all of the trends really coalesced into that one vehicle, being electric, being an SUV, having four doors, um, the fact that it's not a compliance vehicle, and in fact... What what does that mean, not a compliance vehicle? Well, they actually went all in and didn't make a a mandatory vehicle instead that has good uh, fuel economy. Oh, got it, got it. Instead... They badged it with the Mustang. With the Mustang. They went gutsy all move, in. Right? So gutsy move, very controversial, and real indicative of where we're going. I, I, I had this conversation with Jim Hackett the other day, and I'm not sure if it made it to air, but um, I'm not wild about it, stylistically. You? I love it. I think oh, you have to say that. No, I don't. All right. uh, well, uh, pro- I, I might. <laughs> Maybe. But I do. I, I really think it's a beautiful, beautiful vehicle, and it touches on so many things today. I mean, the Mustang is such a classic vehicle, the two-door, loud sound yeah. Mustang, and now they've added this one, which is labeled a Mustang. Again, yep. they didn't have to call it that. Uh, the first of its kind, and and SUVs are so popular, yeah. and electric is is really the future. So I, I yeah. think I think they nailed it, and right. it's controversial. And, it, it is and, and it I is a little bit think right. It's, it's a perfect discussion I think, I think point. It's an interesting move. And I think it's it's uh, those that don't like it tend to be, it appears, traditionalists. I, I am when it comes to Mustangs, I am absolutely a traditionalist. 65 Mustang, red with a white top. That's what I wanted since I was a kid. But, that, but that's a whole different thing. All right, let's go this way and get away from the sound. Sure. And I, I have some more stuff I want to ask you. Um, so let me, let me ask a, a couple of business questions here. So obviously the, the pattern is set now and you guys have your thing down. But basically, do you, you sell space to the manufacturers and they come here and distribute, right? Is that how it works? Right. So they actually, Ford, for instance, or Nissan, yeah. uh, they have their space and they can do whatever they want within it. Right. And as you can see, it's very different than it used to be with all of the activations, the, the VR over here, oh, yeah. the rides. Yeah. There's a climbing wall. Because um, <laughs> that's what you need in a car show. Right. I don't know. And the, and the tubes over there where, where the kids can climb. So, you know, we're, we're in a different era where it's not passive. Are, I was just Are we talking family entertainment here at an auto show? We're right? talking family entertainment. And uh, you see a lot of non-kids, a lot of adults who are also enjoying the VR. 
and the more interactive displays as well. So I think yeah. it touches on everyone. Um, so this is kind of a loaded question, but I got to ask it. In 10 years, right, given the way transportation is changing, is there still going to be an LA Auto Show? I believe there will still be an LA Auto Show. You know, we're, we are so uniquely positioned in that we have always gotten ahead of the trends. And I see it personally to make sure that, that we are ahead of the trends. That's why we launched Connected Car Expo in 2013, which pulled together all of the technologies that mm-hmm. are in these vehicles. Um, in our Automobility LA, you see... Uh, a company like Tortoise, which is... I don't even know what that is. What is it, that? Well, it's it, basically they are the power behind autonomous yeah. uh, movement of the e-scooters. So, for instance, wow. this company powers the scooters autonomously to move them out of the way. So that if they're in the sidewalk or alternatively, if you want a scooter, it'll come to you autonomously. So it's wow. like... Things are changing so rapidly, but we are bringing them here to the show, to Automobility LA. We have uh, the, the exhibits here and the executives who are talking about them. So, yeah. yeah, I think in 10 years we will continue to be the leader in the future of transportation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's walk around some more. Show me your favorite things. What do you like? How, like- long, how long have you been setting this up, by the way? It's got to be weeks. Yeah, well, right. it takes, it takes uh, we do it actually very quickly. Uh, we're here about a week, week and a half. Oh, and wow. all of this, all of these display properties get built out. Uh, takes hundreds of people. Sure. It's in a very condensed time period. And in fact, we're out once the show closes uh, in two days. Well, you know, I mean, you're paying for the space, right? So you got to get out of here. Well, it's a very busy convention center, yeah. so we yes, yeah, we do need to get in and out. Yeah. Uh, what do you drive? I have a number of cars. I have twin 17-year-olds, so uh, we rotate around a little <laughs> bit. I've got, uh, I've got a Toyota. I've got a Tesla. I've got a couple Mercedes. Yeah. A minivan. Yeah, I'm there with you. God, there's everything here. This is crazy. There's everything here. And in fact, so the Dodge Challenger, it's yeah. their 50th anniversary. We had 50 of them for the last 50 years showcased yesterday. It's beautiful seeing the changes in these cars and talk about a traditional car. Do you, um, when you go to other auto shows, when you go to Detroit or Chicago or in Europe or Asia somewhere, what are you looking for? What's your competitive um, edge, I guess? If I'm looking for trends and competitive edge, I'm not going to auto shows. I'm going to the other types of events. SEMA, CES, looking, going to C- these... C- tr- yeah, the Computer Consumer Electronics Show. Consumer Electronics Show. Huh. So it's more where are we going in the future? And in terms of the auto shows, I, I think we, we are the future here. So looking at other industries to find out what are the trends, what is happening in the convergence of technology and, and the car, and how it's becoming activated. You know, with, with uh, voice activation, mm-hmm. young people of today, they use voice. 
So going back to the Mustang, you say, hey, Ford, and it pulls up your playlist or whatever whatever it is. So one of the big things in these cars today is voice activation. So that's a, a big thing. Yeah. And you find that at some of the shows that right. are geared towards the latest technologies. Right. Um, how's the car show business? I mean, are you, are you sold out, for instance? Car, the car show business is challenging right now. Huh. Um, I think we in L.A. are very fortunate because, first and foremost, we're the number one market. Yeah. And so the auto manufacturers, uh, they want to sell cars here in L.A., and so it's important for them to be here. Um, so we are less challenged than the other auto shows, yeah. uh, but certainly auto shows are going through a transformation, as is the entire industry. Right. Uh, you know, it's, so Detroit moved to the summertime. Detroit right? I mean, you got to wonder why they were in January anyway to begin with. But well, yeah, I mean, they 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 got used to the building and yeah. had big displays, so that's why yeah. a lot of why they were in January. But June is a smart move, I think, for them. Um, they will now be able to use and have the outdoor indoor right. uh, displays and activations, the test drives, right. and and that's that's what the consumer wants. Right. When you talk to the people running, not just the car companies, right, but the mobility companies and the scooter companies and, and what have you, what are they looking for from you? Because ser- fundamentally, you're a service, right? What service do you provide them other than opportunity? Or is that enough? I think the reason that the micromobility companies, the scooters, and all of these new technologies, these companies are in the show is because everything is a collaboration. And so they're here to network, they're here to showcase their new technologies, and the OEMs as well need to collaborate. Yeah. So you see something that, that was not so prevalent even five, six, seven years ago, certainly 10, 20 years ago, there was not a lot of collaboration, there was a lot of silos. Now that doesn't work. So the, the multiple parties are here to meet and collaborate. Right. OEM, original equipment manufacturers, the, the yes. car makers themselves. Um, so it's a pace of change then, right? I mean, yeah. m- much as the rest of the economy is changing, so too is the mobility economy. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And things are changing so fast that the automakers, even finding the talent is hard. Finding enough engineers to do what they need to do to stay abreast of all the changes is, is a challenge. Um. As the sole proprietor of this business, what's your worst nightmare? What keeps you up at night? Making sure that I stay ahead of the trends. That's tough to do. It's tough to do, and, uh, and I make it my responsibility to make sure that I'm excellent at it. Thanks very much for your time, Lisa. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that's it for my interview with Lisa Kaz. She's the CEO of the LA Auto Show and Automobility LA. Thanks for listening. If you thought it was an interesting interview, let us know. Write us a review on Apple Podcasts, or even if you didn't think it was interesting. This episode of the Corner Office Podcast was produced by Bridget Bodner. Marketplace is produced by Nancy Fargali. Sitar Nieves is the Executive Director of On Demand. Deborah Clark is the Senior Vice President and General Manager. I'm Kai Rizdal. A new episode for you next week.